Welcome to TARDIS Talk, the weekly podcast where we discuss all things Doctor Who. This week, it's the end of the 13th Doctor's era as we review our, well, give our immediate reaction to Power of the Doctor. Um, I'm Chris, and I'm obviously recording from a very loud location in San Francisco at the moment, which is slightly odd. And this week, I've got the full house with me. I've got Matt, Cook, and Cy. Hello, folks. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hello. I generally thought you were going to get I'm Chris, and I'm an alcoholic. <laughs> well, 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 it's quite quite pertinent, quite pertinent you talk about that, given the very last scene in the episode, really, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> right, so, of course, um, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about sort of like immediate reactions to, to watching the, the finale episode today, which is pretty mental, really, given, uh, given what, 90 minutes? It's got, is that the longest episode so far? Definitely felt uh, like you it. Do, anyway. <laughs> it, yeah. 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 it is, isn't it? Yeah. Did it right. So here's the first big question for everyone. Did it live up to expectations? Or did it surpass them? For me, it surpassed them. I thought it was possibly the best episode of uh, of Chibnall's run. It was brilliant, yeah. Yeah. I think so, generally. Yeah. yeah, It's great. I think we're universally agreeing that that was absolutely fantastic. I think one of the key things that it did for me, which I think was better than anything that... Even better than, to be honest with you, Day of the Doctor, was that um, they they honoured the classic stuff so much better. I mean, when when, when, like the, the, the classic Doctors showed up halfway through randomly... Oh, mate. <laughs> I, I literally turned to the person I was watching when that happened. I went, oh, I bet Chris is blubbering at this. <laughs> yeah, I was sort of sitting here in this coffee shop, really kind of like thinking, yeah, don't don't, don't cry. <laughs> Hold it together. Don't get emotional. <laughs> I failed. <laughs> I had to wipe my eye and I was like, right, watching the rest of it through uh, through watery lenses. But um, all right, let's, let's just quickly talk about the plot then. Um, so basically... It, very interestingly, didn't pick up on any of the Timeless Child stuff. No, it didn't. And I generally thought it would when Not we had slightest. that child yeah. in a box at the beginning. Yeah, so there's no coverage. There's no, no resolution to whatever that big floating house thing was. Um, I thought we were no... almost going to get it at one point there, but we didn't. Yeah. No, we didn't. Didn't go anywhere near it, did we? Which I found very interesting. So they've obviously bookended that whole idea, haven't they? Which yeah, is pretty interesting. I mean... They've basically gone, you know, go on. It would have been a little bit of a big ask in the final episode to add a new spin on everything we already know. I think. It, it, yeah, yeah, yeah. It had a purpose and it fulfilled it, and, and well and played more. to him as well. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and more. Yeah, lots more. I mean, we thought we had it all with the returning of like Tegan and Ace, and I, just to we'll, we'll get into that in a bit, but in in detail that like, he handled that so perfectly. Chibnall handled all the writing for those. You know, when he brought Jack back and our big concern was they're going to fit all these characters in. It's like, how are they going to get them in there? And it's going to be a little bit shoehorned and stuff. Those those little precious little moments where we had like the Doctor back in as, as Sylvester McCoy in his costume and then Peter Davison back oh. as, in, you know, in his, and he had his, his tete-a-tete with, with both companions. Oh, man, lump in the throat, really. Bigger. Uh, it was, it, it was really, nice yeah. to see the companions again react to, you know, the new Doctor, Whitaker's Doctor, in a certain yeah. way, but also get that touching moment because... They could have easily yeah, not yeah. had that, and that would have been such a disappointment. But they took advantage of the actors that they had available, and I'm glad they did. Well, that's exactly. It. I mean, like Matt, when we when we reviewed Resurrection of the Daleks a few weeks ago, and we were like, Tegan leaves on a really bad note. Absolutely. It was so wonderful to see them address that. It was, and in mm-hmm. you know, when they've got such a big cast, it was nice to see these characters getting this kind of closure, which is really well done. I think Chibnall went out on a super high note there, super super high note. So. Yeah, we were going back to the plot, sorry, weren't we? And, and the plot was basically all around the Master just trying to kill the Doctor. And it was kind of like the third part of that stealth three, two, three part, I want it. So we had, what, Ascension of the Cybermen, 
the Timeless Children, and theoretically, Power of the Doctor is like a third part to that in some extent, isn't it? Yeah. Which you know, I think I think kind of bookended that little narrative quite well. We had a lot of enemies in this one as well, didn't we? <laughs> so of course we had like the Master, the Cybermen, the Daleks. There was loads of stuff going on there. Um, do we think they got enough airtime? I think for I... the purposes of the plot, they all got used quite well. Oh yeah, I agree. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, I, the Cybermen were on form. I think that's another thing that Chibnall's done really well in this era. He's done a really good job with bringing the Cybermen back and actually making them menacing. Like that whole assault on the unit HQ was fantastic. Oh, God, that the whole scene and the bullet train screaming actually. as well. It was just yeah, 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 horrendous. really sinister. Yeah, no, it was amazing. Really, really well done. Um, and the Daleks, thankfully, the Daleks didn't take like the limelight, did they? In this one, they only kind of like had. A, I mean, they obviously had a presence, but they didn't really have like a full-on sort of. It's not like they stole the show, in other words. So I agree, but I'm still not quite sure why they were there. I think you could have told the exact same story with just the Cybermen. Yeah, you could do, I suppose. I, it was, I think it was kind of like to emphasise like the, the whole point of the master being like, look, I'm really going to do you in. I'm, I'm going to like do one up on you here, and I'm going to do you in. I'm going to bring together two of your closest, most mortal enemies, unite them, and then and then take you out with them. Um, just yet another hairbrain scheme by the master, which I think was was brilliant <laughs> that was quite a shocking moment for me in the episode because i genuinely didn't know what was going to happen next and I, yeah yeah, yeah no, that's it not very often that you actually sit there and you go what the hell's going on yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah no that, i completely agree yeah um especially when like the master regenerate well the doctor regenerates into the master and then i mean that for me that the whole concept of the force regeneration bit with the master i was sitting there thinking well surely it's just the doctor still with with her with, the, with their same brain but they just got the appearance of the master, but apparently not. They like took on the, the, the psyche and personality of the master as well, which is pretty clever. Um, I wonder if that's... I've, I've got a feeling Chip, um, Russell T. Davis is going to ignore the ramifications of this, because, of course, like it's implied that the master went off and caused that war between those two planets in the name of the Doctor, and then and then broadcast it out to the universe, didn't he, saying, like, you know, I'm the Doctor and I did this. And you're like, mm-hmm. okay, that's interesting. There's probably instances mm-hmm. of that happening all across history without the master's help. Though, so. <laughs> he is he is one of these weird people who just runs through the universe creating genocide wherever he goes, <laughs> which is pretty interesting. Yeah, yeah, no, fair play. Okay, let's. I mean, we, there is no structure to this particular conversation today, so I think we're just going to freewheel it. Um, any sigh, key moments, favourite moments of yours? What have you got? Um, so uh, yeah, uh, you know. Uh, looking back on the old um, doctors, I think. Um, yeah. yeah, and then back to. That... Sorry, go on. So then bringing the classic. Are you referring to them bringing the classic doctors back? Yeah, yeah I guess. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Yeah. yeah, yeah, fantastic. Yeah, absolutely stunning to see them coming back. Um, big jump, an improvement as well. You know, obviously they weren't honoured in the 50th. It's nice to see them coming back and getting a full crack of the whip again, which is lovely, lovely to see. Um, and they did it well as well, I think, considering, you know. It, it, was, it really surprised me to see McGann and Bradley back Yeah, as, uh, as, as one and eight. That was a proper kind of like jaw dropper of a moment. Eight especially, no, I wasn't I, expecting that. Although seeing no. Bradley sat there as well, I was thinking, what? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I mean, it surprises me they didn't get um, Tom Baker back for it, but maybe 
I don't know whether they maybe asked him and he, because he's so old now, he probably said no, or maybe they just didn't ask him because he had the limelight from the 50th and they wanted to give the others a bit of a bit of a show. Perhaps. I, I don't it was, know. It was, I'm, I'm... it was an incredibly clever way of including them as well, without them actually yes. having too much mm-hmm. weight on well, the like, we... events of the episode. Yeah, we've Same said this before, them. though, haven't we? We've said there's so many ways that they could have brought previous Doctors back without it being an issue. And they just proved they can do it. Yeah. <laughs> Which is, it, yeah. Matt, we've had conversations about this repeatedly in the past, haven't we, where we've been spoken at great length about, you could talk about like some sort of you know, timey-wimey effects or whatever to make them say, oh, these actors are now aged, incorporated to the narrative, and it just works really well. Well, absolutely, but also just to, I think, what Cook was alluding to there is just the idea that, you know, it resonates with the, the hologram resonates with the person they're talking to, and it, it compensates accordingly. Really yeah, exactly, nice. Yes. There wasn't just Jodie's hologram running around, you know. The right people like yeah. Jodie, the right people had their right doctor, and it was a really touching moment. Yeah, well, let's just talk about that for a moment then. So basically, like, it was nice to see, just just before we go into talk about Ace and Tegan anyway, it was nice to see them, their characters felt like there was no time lapse. Like, Ace played Ace, Sophie played Ace as if she'd, like... I mean, she's been doing the big finish for years. And um, Janet Fielding's been doing sort of the, the big finish sort of on and off over the years as well anyway. So they've still got the characterizations there, but it was nice to see them kind of jumping back into the roles without any problems. And I genuinely believe, felt like Ace was really believable as Ace, even though sort of 30 years has passed for Sophie Aldred since. Um, but what you're referring to, obviously, is those moments where like Peter Davison had with Janet Fielding. So Five and Tegan had that precious moment where they spoke about Adric briefly. And, yes. it, and it was so touching to see Five say to Tegan, you know, I miss you. I thought that was that was a beautiful moment. Well, absolutely, but again, even just that, like you said right there with the moment where we bring Adric back into it, that was really nice because they yes. they could have just not mentioned that, but have that little conversation, that little bit of history, it's really nice yep. not. That's it. That's exactly it, yeah. yeah. And then, again, with... Do you know what I really loved about the 7 and Ace bit? Um, we never really know how Ace left, and it's never officially been canon, you know, like canonically kind of clarified, but that moment between 7 and Ace, it was alluded to that something went down between them. She was obviously fed up with his constant manipulating, and she ended up leaving. But it's, I, I love that line. I can't remember off the top of my head, but it was something like, um, all birds fly away. Or something, yeah, all children like, leave home. All children leave home. Wasn't it? Yeah. Oh, that really got a lump in my throat when he said that. And that was a moment when I was like, right, I need to, I need to like clear my view, <laughs> clear my vision at this uh, point. But, it was. But on, the, but on the flip side, we're talking about the other doctor as well. It was really nice to see the fugitive doctor return in a really nice twist. Yes. Yeah. Just a hologram. Yeah, yeah. That was really nice. A hologram <laughs> to confuse their enemies because they'd never seen them before. Yeah, no, that's exactly it. That is exactly it. It's just just a, a, an absolutely stunning moment. Um, it, it felt wonderful to have Kate Stewart getting a proper crack of the whip in this era. Mm-hmm. Although um, I, like, did, had... I, I did have a proper moment where I thought, oh, they're going to convert her. We're going to have I two thought they were going to do that. <laughs> <laughs> cyber freak and cyber, cyber door. <laughs> I really thought she was gone, you know. Yeah, it seemed like it, didn't it, for the briefest of moments. I thought, are they going to kill anyone off in this one? And and then they did, and it was like, well, they didn't, but it, it kind of got to that moment. You think, oh shit, um, this really, yeah, just, it just felt like an episode with proper stakes, didn't it? It really did. You didn't know who was going to go and who wasn't. There was no way of predicting any of it. It was breakneck speed, wasn't it, all the way through? I think once the doctor um, had gone, like turned into the master, you think, well, oh, Christ, <laughs> anything's on the table now, basically. Yeah, that's it. The pacing was frenetic. I think that's the key thing. Like from the offset, let's just talk about the, 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 the what we progressed through. So we start off with that bullet train. Bullet train with yeah. that 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 entire action sequence was fucking amazing, right? 
Jamie Magnus Stone um, and the VFX department, this has to be one of the most visually impressive episodes I think they've ever had of the show. Yeah, agreed. You know, everything on that space bullet train was amazing. Everything with the Cybermen battle, even the music was fantastic on that one. You know, it was all just constant sort of wham, 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 wham. And well, yeah, but like, even uh, even the threat, we all knew after they shot down those Cybermen that they were going to regenerate. I sat there going, yeah. oh, they're calmly walking past the bodies and we know what's about to happen. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah, definitely. It, that, I think that was a really nice kind of like, even though we knew it was going to happen, it's very cool. And I like the fact that the people on the train knew who the Cybermen were as well. Um, yeah. You know, there was, I was sat and I was looking at that lead kind of commander bloke with the gun and I was trying to work out if that was Tom Hooper from the Umbrella Academy slash Jeff from Series 5 for ages. <laughs> I was squinting at him going... Is it, I think his name's Tom Hooper anyway. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah, um, uh, Tom was, Hopper, was, is it? Hopper, is it? Yeah, I was, I was, I was sort of like squinting the screen going, is that him? I can't work out if that's him or not. Um, but that whole sequence is bloody amazing as well anyway. I thought that was really cool. Um, and then we jump to Siberia, and you've got uh, you've got the Tsar and Tsarina of 1916 Russia with, what's his face? Um, Rasputin, uh, so the Masters. So question for there then are we are we led to believe that, that rasputin was actually the master in history like there was no rasputin or has he killed the real rasputin and taken his place that is the character of rasputin it is unclear but i would lean towards the latter considering that's what he's done with o and yeah yeah of other that's people. very true yeah um, and then, oh, little little key bit about that part. You you guys cooking, Matt, you totally wouldn't recognise the actor. But, um, Sai, did you recognise who the actor was playing the Tsar of Russia? No. Super geek points if you can get it. I squinted, and if I'm wrong, I haven't had a chance to look, but if I'm wrong, you know, all right, I'll lose some nerd points. I, I'm convinced it's um, the bloke who played um, Peter from the BBC's Lion, Witch in the Wardrobe. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you know, yeah. you know the 80s ones. Yeah, I was squinting. I was like, I recognise that bloke from somewhere. And then we jump forward to the future, and then there's that whole thing with Ace and the gallery and contacting Tegan and Ashad gets sent and all that business. And then we jump back to the bullet train, and we're all over the place basically, aren't we? And then we go to the zenith of the cyber new converted planet thing, uh, which doesn't turn out to be Gallifrey. We all thought it was but well it's never it's never actually stated whether it's gallifrey or not is it i'm gonna hazard the guess and say it's not <laughs> yeah i think they would have made more of a point of it wouldn't they if it was supposed to be well yeah. i don't think um, they talked about the fact he managed to salvage tech before gallifrey was destroyed so if it was gallifrey yeah, yeah, yeah. He would have had the deck down yeah no that makes sense that makes sense um so yeah so i mean and then, and then the story kind of like at that point kind of like circulates around those three arcs doesn't it repeatedly on loop which is pretty cool yeah, for me, it was just like, I think I think the pacing was full on, but they handled all the bits and bobs very tactfully. I mean, of course, it was the whole kind of like Dalek wanting to portray its own species because it realises that the car-led dream isn't a legitimate thing anymore and it needs to basically purge, you know, purge the, 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 the Dalek mission. I thought that was a quite a clever twist. That felt like it wasn't necessary, though, and would have actually made a good episode on its own as opposed to... Being yeah, put into I mean, this the, one. all they needed to do was bait the doctor. Really, it wasn't. That's true. That is very true. Yeah, I did like the the idea where they got the doctor inside the Dalek casing. I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, I thought that was pretty impressive. Um, I wonder what was going to happen at that point. You know, I sat here thinking, Christ, what are they going to do? They're going to turn her into one. That was brutal. The way they exterminated that Dalek as well. Oh, they yeah. forced its casing open yeah. and then just repeatedly shot it. That, <laughs> that was brutal. That was absolutely sure. brutal. <laughs> 
Yeah, yeah, damn right. Double tap. Um, <laughs> double, that was it, Dalek double tap. That was exactly Dalek double tap. That's what I remember this episode for. Um, this, I mentioned about the Cybermen being creepy, but I quite liked that Cyber that Cybermaster leader, who I, I'm positive they they took some influence from the 80s Cybermen because there was a bit of emotion in his voice, the way he was, like, threatening people. There was that, like, faint sort of twinge that David Banks put in the Cybermen. You know, with an excellent sort of yeah, voice. I know it, what you it mean. did less mechanical, didn't it? Yes, it did. It did, and I thought that was pretty cool to have that kind of style of Cybermen back. You know, I thought that was that was pretty nifty. Um, Do you reckon that's Rassilon's flesh sitting inside the armor? <laughs> <laughs> Very possibly, to be fair. It's never clarified. Um, and then, yeah, and then we obviously had like Cybermen and Daleks and stuff. So there was there was there was a lot going on. Um, there was a lot going on. Uh, but yeah, anyway, I did jump about a little bit. Cook, standout moments for you. Oh, God. Um, I, I love the bullet train bit. The whole cold open, Great, basically. It? it was a yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good introduction to the episode. Um, it, was, it was awesome, wasn't it? The, yeah, the, the, mass, the whole forced regeneration bit just blew... Mm-hmm. Made my jaw drop, basically, because yeah. <laughs> all bets were off with the episode after that, to be honest. I genuinely yeah, yeah, didn't yeah. have a clue yeah. what was going to happen. Um Everything I mean, was a big guess on it. There's what? plenty more, but a 90-minute yeah, episode, I can't recall it. <laughs> uh, I, I, know. I, think, I think we talked through them, because I, 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 I absolutely love the cold open, fantastic one to talk about, the force regeneration. But again, it to me, yeah. it's still going to be the callbacks. It was nice to see the old Doctors on screen with their old companions again. That's the bit that got me. Yeah, that. that was lovely. That was really well done, that. Really, really well done. Yeah, and I really, really appreciated that. Um, I, I do have to mention... Um, Rasputin by Boney M <laughs> yeah. made me proper oh. proper cackle. <laughs> yes, so that made me giggle too because I thought it was very very on the nose. But what else could you do? We've not we've not had any we've not had any camp moments like that in the Chibnall era, have we? No. No, and let's face it, it's very on theme for New Who's Master. <laughs> yeah, it definitely was that whole sequence. And uh, do you know what I loved about that? We sat there watching that. It made me really laugh. The way the Cyberman very slowly sent the Dalek and the Dalek <laughs> to the Cyberman. They just sort of like, looked at each other. What have we got involved in? Just like, what the fuck is yeah. going on? It oh, took, I thought that was brilliant. It took four years, but Chibnall finally wrote an effective comedy moment. <laughs> it, he actually did. Yeah, no, that's a very good point. He really did, yeah. No, that was, that was fantastic. Saving the best till um, last. I reckon he's had that in his brain for the past, like, <laughs> decade. I think, I think, you know, I, I have to say, just on the, the fact you just brought Chibnall up, I think he's redeemed himself slightly, in my opinion, with the way that he handled the whole departure of uh, Dan and Yaz, the reintroduction of Graham, the cohesive kind of uh, law building with all of the former companions getting back together, um, the way he had classic companions built into this, and, of course... He didn't try to do any more with his with his timeless child stuff. He basically just left it as it was. Um, I, I, I think he's kind of redeemed himself, in my my opinion. Not for some of his really heinous crimes, of course, but, <laughs> but he's you know I think he's gone out on a very strong note on this song, this particular one. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, definitely. Whoa! Can I ask whoa. You a question. <laughs> that's all right. Mm. So how do mm. you feel about the um, last four years? Been positive or you know? Uh, what well, in general, in comparison yeah. to Power of the Doctor, or um, there's been some strong moments. Especially, it, it, he got stronger. So Chibnall's Chibnall's direction of this, yeah. like his his series direction, got stronger 
towards the end. Uh, it was like he was finding his identity as a um, craftmaster in like Hoobie and Lull. Mm. I, I def- yeah, I definitely feel like, and I, and I, I like we did the flux. I mean, we've done the past few series, haven't we? We spoke about Chibnall last week, and I think we basically all agreed. You know, he, he's he's contributed. You know, for better or for worse, he's contributed some pretty game-changing stuff to the show's history. And that being said, yeah, yeah, I think he's done a good job with it. How, why, how about how do you feel? Oh, uh, um, I don't know. I, yeah, it's a uh, very complicated. Pump, comp, no, I can't get the words out. Yeah, <laughs> so it's a very complicated. <laughs> yeah, it's. Um, I think yeah. he's done a good job. So, um, yeah, the. Um, oh, uh, yeah, the show tonight was uh, yeah. great. Um, but there was some sort of, um, yeah, it was hard. It was a hard question. Yeah. Tonight. Yeah. I, I, well, what, what, Matt, what about, what about you? How do you feel in compar- Do you feel like this is a good bookend to the Chibnall era? Yeah, I think like, it's kind of high. I feel like there's a lot of things where we talk about the characters, where we talk about the story that have, that had, have, definitely haven't paid off in his era, but this feels like it's a nice, um, a nice, end to what he's put together yeah um and yep. again like i said he's at least he's listened to feedback like i said he's not tried to cram mm. in his stories that we talked about he's not tried to give us all the answers in a in a you know in 90 minutes as quickly as he can he's decided to tell a story and tell it yep. effectively yeah no you completely agree yeah yeah that's that that's i think that's probably the best way of summing it up to be fair <laughs> um it's probably i think it's the best mastery of 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 packing so much content into an into 90 minutes i mean I, right is it is an interesting question could he have done any could could this have been done in any less than 90 minutes i don't think so myself no. i think this that was a perfect amount of time for this episode i mean i needed a wee think... about half an hour before it ended but <laughs> uh, it was difficult <laughs> sitting there well, that's poor planning. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, that's, that's just planning. The copious quantities of liquid that i consume <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah. No, I'm, I, I think if they tried to squeeze it into sixty minutes, it wouldn't have done the justice. Um, there was a lot of stuff going on. They had to handle the regeneration, you know. Um, and there was a lot of moments in there where you wondered if there were fake outs as well, but they weren't, were they? I think it was all relatively kind of like you know the whole force regeneration bit, and we're all thinking, oh, is it going to happen now? And then it didn't. And then again, when the masters and the Tardis, and well, not the master, the Doctor masters and the Tardis, and then at that point. He starts regenerating, and you think, yeah. "Oh, is it going to happen now?" And then she ends up finally getting what, what was the name? Because I couldn't quite hear it over my over my headphones. Um, but what was the name of the big floaty alien thing? Like the quorum, quorums, quorums. Qu- so the quorums, 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 quorums. Trent Darby. Yeah. So, in, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So basically, whatever that was, that was the end of her. Really, wasn't it? That was like the doof. Um, all right, let's let's just briefly talk about Daz and Daz, Daz. <laughs> Dan and Yaz's Daz, <laughs> Dan and Yaz's uh, exit. That's their what's else their their shipping name in it. Daz. Let's talk well, about Dan and Yaz's exit. Well, so, funnily enough, um, Dan went out how we thought he would. There was going to be exactly he wants to be a lot quieter. And wanted something a bit simpler. Spot yep. on, yeah, spot on with that. Bingo. Exactly. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, bingo. <laughs> I thought that was that was a nice exit for him, though. The fact that he basically... It was interesting that he, he decided to do that early on in the episode, though, because he, thinking about it, he was hardly in the episode, wasn't he? <laughs> no, barely at all. Yeah, he was in it at the start, and then he kind of came into it at the end, and that was it, really. Do you reckon he had other Which is interesting. He, Very possibly. He, he might have been... Was he tour? I know his tour got cancelled, and that's how. Well, that's how he got on board with series thirteen. 
So maybe he had to return to that. Then. Yeah, possibly. So yeah, so he left for better reasons, which was he decided that he'd nearly died on the bullet train and he wanted to leave. And that's that's a noble way. And I quite like the way that um, 13 handled that. I quite like the fact that she was like, you know, okay, I, I get that. You want to go home. And I understand the way that they decided to do that because obviously she's lost Gallifrey so many times. She was really broken by it, wasn't she, in um, Series 12 when Gallifrey was destroyed for the billionth time. So I, I think the writing for that was pitch perfect and also the way that she didn't say goodbye. Well, as we know, she doesn't do awkward conversations. Well, speaking of awkward, <laughs> awkward conversations, um, that that reunion with Ace and Tegan was hilarious. <laughs> oh, it was right. brilliant, though, wasn't it? It was so good. That was so, so good. The fact that she was really shocked and kind of... She was socially like she was, awkward. Like, like she was into, actually like showing into it. an ex. Yeah. It was walking into an ex, wasn't it? That's exactly what it was. And, and, and she... even, even Yaz is surprised as well at being like, hang yeah. on a second. <laughs> Yeah, because if you th- if you compare that to the way that Rose met Sarah Jane, that was a bit tongue in cheek, wasn't it? That was a bit like ooh, uh, Mrs. Like carry on, carry on, companion. That was a little yeah. bit is the ex. Oh, blimey! And they played on that. In this, it wasn't like that. It was very much one of them. I think it was Tegan says to Yaz, doesn't she? She says, "Were you from thirty years yeah. ago?" <laughs> and Yaz, in a, Yaz in a moment of rage. Shocked. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But I love the way that Tegan was so angry with the Doctor. I thought that was absolutely spot on. I thought that was perfect, yeah, you know, the way that Tegan was showing her rage. And then when she left and she said to her, so I think I handled that really well. It looks like <laughs> yeah. yeah, he didn't. Well, I still like <laughs> the bit really when they're coming good. out of the unit, H gun. It's like, yes, I would like to come onto the TARDIS. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, um, the way that the way that Ace sort of uh, parachuted out and then landed on the TARDIS had me sort of practically whooping, you know. That was it was a really good song moment. It was a very yeah, good shot. Yeah, yeah. Fantastically. I've lost my train of thought. What were we talking about? Yeah, so we're, we were, talking talking about, about... we're talking about Dan and Yaz, weren't we? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. So Dan's exit was brilliantly done. Let's, let's focus on Yaz a little bit more then, because obviously she has quite a, an important character yeah. arc in it. So, so you lead on this right? one. Yeah, please. Yeah. yeah. I, so it was really nice to see Yaz do quite a lot this episode. Again, both from she, a lot. Her character development, yeah. sort of putting a plan together and jumping yep. in. To me, and here comes the critique. The one critique I want to talk about Ooh. the episode actually is because okay. we've we've not seen her fly before. She's always been very passive in previous episodes. It doesn't feel like it was earned. But do you not think so? I thought it does because she was, te- you know, she's been taught how to pilot the TARDIS kind of like a couple of episodes ago. Yeah, in flux. She, she was, was teaching her how to do yeah, it. Yeah, yeah but she was teaching her. Yeah, but a couple. We had her on screen for three seconds, and now suddenly she's yeah, got a left hand. But, I mean. What you're asking for then is you're asking for episodes where the doctor's basically given her a, a you know a driving lesson, no, sort of check your blind spots, and <laughs> I'm I'm not saying it needs to be a whole episode, but include it in a few more. I mean, very possibly. It's not yeah, like she was wasn't perfect kind of... from the get go either. I mean, the doctor's I mean, she, hologram yeah, grimaced she... when she started. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> and, and the TARDIS was basically doing a lot of the work for it. I love the fact, though. Do you know what I love about that? You're right. It would have been nice to have seen a bit more of it in previous episodes. But, I mean, what I loved was that she had sticky notes. <laughs> and yes. she had her own little TARDIS manual. Yes. Like she pulled and out she, one, so of the, one that, of the roundels. And all of that's great little detail. But those are the type of things I wish I could just seen a few more. Because otherwise it just felt like suddenly she's got a rough handle on it, even if even if it's um, something that she has been doing off screen. Yeah, that, I mean, that, that's a fair enough comment. That really is a fair enough comment. But her exit then, so her exit, um, you are spot on those. You know what? It just goes to show that Mandip Gill has got acting chops on her. And if she'd been given the run of the series from 11 through to uh, now, Power of the Doctor, oh, yes. I think the I think the era would have been, a, a, you know, because we always argued, didn't we, too many companions. 
agree, and she totally she was perfect. It. And the other thing about sort of um, her acting range as well, you know, that scene where it's both um, the Doctor and Yaz on the TARDIS for the last time, and she realizes that when the Doctor realizes she's oh, that was horrible. Beautiful yeah, between them both, absolutely. Uh, yeah, Amanda Gill's kind of like crying as she knows what's happening was was genuine and awful and so sad at the same time. It's perfectly done, absolutely perfectly done. Um, and the fact that the Doctor decided she wanted to leave Yaz behind, it's an interesting thing to consider, but Yaz is the only companion in Doctor Who history who's been with the Doctor for their entire incarnation. Mm-hmm. It is impressive in a way, isn't the, it? Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, definitely. It's very impressive. You know, she's been there the entire time. Um, and the fact that she kind of like, I love that whole scene where they're sitting on top of the TARDIS and they're eating ice cream and sort of having their moment. I think it was it was perfectly done, really. Um, yeah, it was it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. I'm kind of glad that there was there was they, their closure was in in um, oh, what was it? Legend of the Sea Devils, whatever the last one was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Those, you know, they kind of talked about the fact of they can't commit to anything. I, I can't, I can't do this. So you know, and I'm glad that they didn't labour on that point. Not because I didn't want it to happen, but because they, it felt like they'd had closure. And it, it, mm-hmm. it, it really does feel like Chibnall knocks it out of the park in terms of knowing his limits in this one. In terms of don't dredge anything up, forget the timeless child, we've closed that. Forget the romance, we've closed that, and just move on. And and it was nice that Yaz basically walked away. You know the way she did. I thought that was just really wonderfully done. Um, so I've I've a I've a I've a a question. Where did Graham come from? <laughs> How did he get down there? Well, I did I miss that field? Wasn't it? I mean, I think it's implied because when they leave, she gives them psychic papers, and I think the implication is they just spent their time on Earth trying to solve problems. So... But how did he get down into a volcano? Would I get that? Magic. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll stick with that. We'll stick. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. We'll stick with that. Um, yeah, no, that's, that's fair enough. <laughs> plot but, for the plot, okay. God. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I, it just occurred to me, by the way, we've spoken about a lot of our favourite moments. I haven't really spoken about mine, but basically any scene with Tegan and Ace was like an instant win for me. Ace beating the shit out of a Dalek with a baseball bat again, and her Nitro 999 had me in tears of ecstasy and joy, you know. Um, I can't remember. Oh, you pepper pot. And then she starts beating the shit out of the Dalek with a baseball bat. I thought that is that is amazing. I that mean, is absolutely fantastic. Do we think she's actually going to marry Graham? That'd be a weird pairing. He's about he's about 20 years older than her. I know, but that was their first date, so. Oh, uh, we see what you mean. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Excellent. Excellent. Excellently done. And the whole wicked line and stuff like that was brilliant. Yeah. Um, it was just honestly, I can't even begin to describe how pitch perfect that was. And when I I'm flying to Vegas this evening, and I'm not going to have much to do because I'm going to get there late. I'm going to watch it again uh, when I when I, when I get there in the in, in the quiet of the in the quiet of the hotel room because I need to rewatch it and absorb it. Um, so we're, 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 I'm hmm? saying one thing I do want to talk about because we talked about the classic. We talked about the with the companions we saw on screen. We talked about the classic Dodge Journey, but that little group session at the end where they had a couple yes, of companions. companions. Absolutely. Oh my beautiful. god. Yeah, you're spot on there. It was lovely to see all the former companions. I'm gonna—I didn't see who everyone was, but I obviously saw Mel. I saw Joe, Ian. Ian. Yes. <laughs> I was like, "Fucking!" Hell. And then he went, "Excuse me, did you say she?" Like, yes. <laughs> that is beautiful. I'm so glad William Russell came back. You know, 60 years later, nearly 60 years later, he came back. And I was just, I literally, my mate, I was sat here and my mates were having coffee and they weren't obviously watching it with me or anything. And um, 
they, they, I, that was the point when I had to wipe, wipe my eyes again and they just started, they looked at each other and started laughing. And when I came off from watching it, I had to explain, you know, and they were like, oh, all right, okay, yeah, as you are. We talk but, a lot about old doctors and what they're like, you know, and sort of the impact they've had on people, but actually this gets to show us the impact they've had. Yeah, and I like the fact they've got a little little survivors group, as it were. I think that's that's a great idea, you know. I think survivors the... group's a bit morbid, but I hear what you mean. I, I that yeah. was 13 arranged that, didn't she, before she regenerated? I get that that's the implication. I'll have to go back and watch it, because I was just in a haze of kind of shock as I was watching all yeah. of that at that moment. I was but like, I can't keep up what's going That's how I interpreted yeah. it, and I think that's an absolutely amazing legacy for the 13th Doctor and how she... Can you guys... Did yeah sorry go on she she absolutely hated goodbyes so basically her final act was to let everyone who's everyone ever together. Her, yeah talk about yeah have a moment their, yeah wonderfully done really really wonderfully done I, I, okay well we're I running short on time yeah. so, so we, yeah there is a lot to unpack and unravel and you know if, if only we had more time um so the, the, obviously one of the big things that we need to talk about is the ending the regeneration the shock and the 60th so, um, her regeneration then. I mean, doctors and new doctors have gone out in big kind of, you know, uh, you know, I don't want to go and all that sort of stuff. And I think Jodie Whisker absolutely nailed it. You know, I can't remember her final line. Wasn't it? What was it? Oh, um, Doctor, whoever you are next, tag your it. Oh, yeah. my God. I, love it. <laughs> I Genuinely, I've said it repeatedly so far, but I was in floods of tears at that point. I was sat there kind of like pinching but the bridge of my nose and going, it's oh, also, this is... You know, we, we talk about <sighs> sort of the childlike whimsy of, of 13 and what a great line for her to end on. Absolutely. Yeah, I know. It just You're right, whimsy and childlikeness and tag your it is absolutely perfect. That is brilliant. I absolutely think it, brilliant. it speaks to the audience that Chibnall is aiming mm. for, really, doesn't it, as well? Mm-hmm. yeah um it's definitely gonna make me look back on this era with fondness i think like she felt like the doctor right the way throughout this she wasn't running from her demons anymore but she was running to try and confront all of them at once that's the impression i got you know the way she was constantly like right i gotta get to the doctor i gotta get to Simon. i gotta stop the master you know i'm gonna protect tegan and ace and, and all my companions and and try and do everything i can to stop things and I, it, it was just absolutely fantastic everything about it but yeah specifically her ending um, I love the fact that she turns back to the TARDIS and says, take Look care of them, the whoever they one. are. Yeah. yeah, Look after the next one, that's it. And I was like, oh my word, this is unreal. I absolutely um, loved that it wasn't a massive, slight self-indulgent speech. It was just a... Thank you! It was, yes! It was like a... Pol- yeah. It was just courteous to the next one, more than anything. That is exactly it! There was no self-indulgence, and it was courteous. You're exactly spot on there, that was it. Now let's talk about that moment on the cliff. She regenerates. <laughs> what a shot! Beauty, oh, yeah. a proper lighthouse moment, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, the, the VFX now were fantastic, but the way that she just kind of like cranes back and, and the regeneration energy goes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Wow. You know, she's just absolute shock and awe on that one. That was. Yeah, I, I don't have anything else to add to that, but wow, you're bang on. And yep. can we just point out clothing changed? How did with regeneration? Yeah, that's um, raises questions. Yeah. It, well, it does because it, that hasn't happened since uh, that hasn't happened since uh, one regenerated into two. That actually, so, did that happen when one regenerated you know, into two? Yeah, one regenerated into two, and he changed his costume. Interesting. He, he changed his costume straight away. Yeah, yeah. He woke up and he already had his bow tie and stuff on. So, you know, it, it just goes to prove that it's capable of doing, which is a very interesting thing to do. I don't know. I was going to say maybe it happens outside the TARDIS, but one regenerated into two inside the TARDIS, didn't they? I, I get the which feeling something else is going on there. 
based on things yeah, yeah, you've yeah. already heard. But yeah, it's, it's yeah. weird. It was weird yeah. watching it, especially because you saw the um, tie and stuff appear before David's face. <laughs> so I know like, you could see the costume oh, like eating coming. away, and you're like, oh, that's, <laughs> yeah, that's definitely him. So then David appears, and the He's... world erupts. <laughs> yeah, sounds and different. He... Do you think? I thought he sounded identical. He sounded a bit. I don't. It didn't sound the same as Ten to me. I mean, it sounded like. I don't know. Maybe it's just his age now and his voice getting a bit like grovelier, but maybe he didn't sound as young. Possibly, yeah, you're right about that. But it was the fact that he he did exactly the same things he did when he regenerated from nine to ten. Yeah. He put his he kind of like put his tongue up on his top lip and sort of like felt his teeth. Same teeth. Mm-hmm. Is he same thing? I, I, same like, like, I recognize those teeth. Yeah. We yeah. guessed that, didn't we? We guessed that a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. when we were talking about it. We said, "I reckon he's going to say same teeth." Mm-hmm. Which is brilliant, and he does, and he says same teeth, and he's there, and then he he looks at his hands, he goes what what what, and then we mm-hmm. cut to the cut to the end. It's like fucking wow, and we got um, a sneak peek as well. Of um, we did that was next year, yeah. Yeah, right. Let's talk about shooty because we get him for about ten seconds, and we well, not ten seconds. We get him about, about half a second. We get him a sentence. Yeah, um, <laughs> we get a sentence, and he's using his. Um, what is it? Is it Nigerian accent? He's used this Nigerian accent. I think it's fucking brilliant. Oh, what does he say? What is going on? Or something so like that. Tell me what the hell is going on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I can't wait. He's going to be fiery. He is going to be fiery, and I can't fucking wait for it. You know. Um, All right, obviously, for the three inter- seconds in the clip, it was great, wasn't it? Yeah. Well, it's, in- it's interesting that they show us that, which is obviously going to come potentially after the specials are finished. I don't know. Well, they I, I, said we, we, next series, but I don't know if that's yeah. just the BBC not quite knowing what's going on. <laughs> and it, yeah, and there's and a possibility, did, isn't there? And it did say 2023 mm-hmm. is your idea. It did. Oh, no. I, maybe it might be New Year's Day. Maybe. Yeah, say, wouldn't it? <laughs> it would say by now. We're in October. They would tell us if it was going to be New Year's Day at this point. So it's going to be next year, isn't it, obviously? Which is mm-hmm. going to be slightly weird, considering it did look like a Christmas setting, didn't it? <laughs> yes, in, the, in the very it, brief clips that we got. You the, never know. Uh, the they back, could they back. could really genuinely be pulling the wool over our eyes, but well, yeah, would they though? Because it said twenty twenty three at the end. That feels like a fairly fairly confirmative yeah. sort of thing, doesn't it? Which is which is interesting, yeah. but yeah, now, I don't know. I'm. Uh, and now we've got to think about all the theories as to why why it's regenerated back into ten. Go on then. Well, I, again, I don't have anything to hand. The only one that jumps to mind from it is um, uh, force regeneration might have broke something. Yeah, possibly. That seems like the most obvious link, doesn't it? Although, mm-hmm. although we saw a link, we saw a brief clip of Neil Patrick Harris's character, who is widely, mm-hmm. con- well, I say confirmed, but widely believed to be the Celestial Toymaker. Mm-hmm. Has he had some sort of interference in this? That, or that, is it just coincidence? That's my working theory. At the yeah. That's why I think the clothes yeah, changed just... as well. I think it's actually yeah. Shooty, but it doesn't look like Shooty. So he thinks he's an yeah. older version of himself. Well, possibly. We just don't know. We just don't know. But I think there's a, a hell of a lot to unpack there. A hell of a lot to absorb. Maybe rewatch. Um, I mean, what a way to go out. What an end of a series. What an end of an era. Uh, it's given me a new a new appreciation for Mandip Gill and Jodie Whittaker. And definitely Chris Chibnall, I think. Um, yeah, I think I'm just going to have to slowly unpack it and re- rewatch yeah. it. And- <laughs> definitely kind of take it all on board without a shadow of a doubt i think there was a lot that was going on there all right okay all round as a celebration of doctor who and its history i think this is basically chibnall saying well i'm not going to be right in the 60th but i'm going to do what i would have done 
exactly and he did it so well he yeah. really did you know absolutely fantastic absolutely fantastic it had the iconic villains okay, it had the iconic companions the iconic doctors that's all it did costumes yep. got the recorder out you know um <laughs> all, the, all the typical stuff it was brilliant uh, all the previous companions and stuff it was just such a love letter they did say didn't they it was going to be a love letter to the show to the show's fans and and that it was oh my days that Definitely it was that was fantastic great. yeah indeed indeed Okay, right, we're going to do our review now. Um, so, out of 10, uh, how many incarnations out of 10 would you give this episode, Cy? Uh, we've lost Cy. Cy's not with yeah, us Cy anymore. Cy dropped off. Didn't have a heart to tell oh, you. Cy's dropped off. Yeah, yeah, he's been removed from time and space. Cy, <laughs> he's been erased by the master. Well, we'll assume Cy would have given it a 10. <laughs> All right, what about, what about you, Cook? How many uh, regenerations out of 10? Um, I'm just going to have to give it a 10. I'm not heartless enough to go any lower for minutia no. reasons. Yeah. Matt, what about you? Well, I am heartless and I don't believe in perfect, so it's a 9. <laughs> You've said this before. Well, I'm giving it a 10 and the democracy votes on a 10, so I'm saying it's a 10 out of a 10 for Power of the Doctor. What an exit. What an ending. What a what a way out. I just think that was absolutely brilliant, the way it was handled. Yeah, absolutely stellar. Well, that sort of wraps it up for us. Now, uh, if you were listening last week, you would have heard us say that this is going to be our last episode for a while. We're going to take a bit of a break from TARDIS Talk. We are just going to sort of have a bit of a recharge, a bit of a reset, um, and we're going to come back into the swing of things uh, early 2023, potentially. We're going to sort of see how the land lies. But thank you for listening all that time. Um, go back and listen to four more episodes if you haven't. Uh, stay in contact with us over on uh, at Let's TARDIS Talk on Facebook and Twitter. Again, thank you from all of us. Don't know if you guys want to say anything. No. no, just thank you for listening. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There you go, then. <laughs> but we will be back at some point. We will be back, obviously, to cover the future of Who. But until then, it's a goodbye from us. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> the really sad bye on the end, then. Bye. That was fantastic.